Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 19th of October, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. And uh, look, I'm Nadine Blaney. I'm I mean, Kyle that doesn't Rota. change a lot. But uh, no, th- most, most days the markets change. My name is generally <laughs> the same. Um, up today, up by four-tenths of a percent. Uh, we had SPY futures pointing to a lower open. It was a bit touch and go there for a while. Mm. And then, Kyle, I suppose we saw the banks coming to the party. We also saw the tech sector coming to the party as well. Yeah, I don't know. A, a big rally in uh, US futures today, too. We had that really strong result from Netflix, which I think started yeah. to translate into positive sentiments. So, uh, managed, I think, to maybe drag us a little bit higher. Um, it's interesting. I think, you know, we'll dig into it in a second, but. Everyone I've been talking today is uh, whether this is sort of a tradable rally. No one's t- talk calling a turnaround in the market, but everyone's like, "Yeah, can can we profit off this?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, I think we can. We can follow the flow here a little bit." So it's interesting. Mm, interesting. Um, you mentioned U.S. earnings. Obviously, we're talking plenty about that. Yes. Beating expectations, of course. Had a chat with Evan Lucas from InvestSmart, saying perhaps we're getting a bit cynical, both of us, and that we say, "Well, it's because expectations are too low." But the reality is, is that you know the likes of of Netflix beating yeah. um, a lot of people thought that the bank results were pretty good. But to your point about trading, I had a good good conversation with David Sikulski, as always, yes. for our capital. And he said if it weren't for the trading desks, he, s- he reckons that the bank results were terrible. And that's a quote in the United States. Mm. Looking at their core business and, you know, even Netflix, he said, that rubbish might be up now. There's a lot of inertia from stimulus, but what's the first thing people are going to cut? I mean, we were talking, we're talking about, about this yesterday. Yeah. We were talking about which ones we would cut. Look, I just posted that interview online. So if you'd like to take a listen, look, um, yeah. you know, David has a lot of skin in the game. You know, he, he looks He's at things a true from... true pro. Yeah. A, Dr. A, Sokolsky. Yeah, top, top down and uh, has a lot of know-how in many, many markets around the world. So that's up on our website if mm. you'd like to take a listen. Mm. Other than that, Kyle, we had a lot of quarterly reports out today. Yeah, we did. Um, what was it? Why I think Whitehaven, Whitehaven and Beach Coal, was the big ones. Beach. I yeah. mean, maybe that that takes us to my daily wrap of you know hits and misses of the day. But um, Beach that Petroleum was, was um, well, it was hit pretty hard in the wake of that. Although you've got to say, for the energy names, not a great day to put out any sort of an update. But still, down by about half of one percent. Yeah. Woodside, though, in comparison, down by one percent. Santos was up significantly as well, with oil continuing to get bashed. Um, you know, an operational update coming from BHP. Yep. And again, just hearkening back to that conversation I had with Evan Lucas from InvestSmart. He said, yesterday and today, Rio and BHP, it's the first time you've heard these big miners warning about China. Really? You know, that mm. there's not an insatiable demand for their products necessarily coming from China to the sa- at the same rate, you know, as we've become very accustomed to. He, he read their commentary as slightly negative on China interesting because there has been a really big like still drop in the iron ore price over the last say three to six months and i'm just sort of thinking whether that's discounted in the iron ore price or not or whether that has further to fall i don't know 
I'm trying to work out the, uh, I suppose, the arrow of causality here, but uh, perhaps just one to, to keep an eye out for. Yeah, um, Whitehaven Coal was another one of those companies yes. that reported today. Hit by the weather. Hit by the floods. Mm-hmm. Although they did say that they think, what was it, one of their other mines would be able to compensate for the impact mm-hmm. of the ones in New South Wales. But nevertheless, nevertheless just shows you some of the risks that uh, come from this well, very volatile weather environment that we continue to, uh, to, to experience, uh, me personally. Yeah, um, well, it... Brings me to one of the interviews that our listeners can access via the show notes. Um, I spoke with Matt Griffiths from Maple Brown Abbott today. And the two key things that he's thinking about and really sort of trying to get a handle on um, in this AGM season for small caps is uh, the weather. Um, He thinks that there might be some value emerging in some of those building companies, construction-related companies, because they've been hit so hard, Mm -hmm. part and parcel because of the weather. And he's also thinking about companies in context of the Aussie dollar. So tailwinds from the Aussie dollar for some of these particular companies. Interesting, right? Two sides of the same coin, Mm. because we go back to uh, US earnings season as a bit of an um, aside. Netflix, as well as some other corporates, talking about the impact of a higher, uh, negative impact of a higher US dollar. So... Um, just maybe a, an interesting um, asset allocation idea when you're trying to think about what you're putting in your portfolio. There's currency winners and losers, mm. local and abroad. Yeah, uh, um, and I like the conversation because we also talked about a theme we've we've been talking amongst ourselves about as well. Is just that this AGM season is like a mini reporting season. Yeah, and everybody is saying, look, it's almost taking on sort of U.S. quarterly esque. Well, we don't get enough information, right? Yeah. And like, there's this, this thing too, right? In the short term, so much is driven increasingly by speculation and retail speculation too because it's become so available uh, that, you know, compared to the, uh, the United States, we just get an abundance, almost a saturation of information. Not the same with uh, the, the reporting cycle in Australia. So these little AGMs can give you sort of nuggets of trading wisdom, I think. And we're getting more and more quarterlies coming from companies, particularly yeah, in the, the smaller end of the market as well. Mm. So um, there's lots of fodder out there for small cap investors. And we've got two interviews you'll want to listen to at via the show notes. The other one is with Mark Whitaker from Investors Mutual. Obviously value, interest, yep. But we talk about three stocks for income because he says, don't forget, small caps can be handy little dividend generators, income payers, and he names three of those. So there's something for you to do when you stop listening to this podcast or when you have a few minutes uh, through this evening period. Um, Kyle, leading index from Westpac painted a pretty dire picture. Uh, Yes, it did. Um, It it certainly did. In fact, it fell to below, uh, you know, pandemic lows. And uh, it was a lot that weighed on that leading index. It was everything, uh, you know, from from sentiment towards the global economy. It was uh, inflation expectations. Higher interest rates it probably fitting into there too. Yeah, oh, of course. I mean, do we do we have like a moment where we don't talk or think about rising interest rates? Um, no. Well, you've heard us whinge enough about it, I suppose, or at least me in particular. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if the leading index is anything to go by, and I, I chatted with Sean Callow yesterday, I think right. Westpac has a 1% growth forecast for Australia okay. next year. Yeah, right. Yeah, so pretty, um, you know, it just said that that that, that data reinforced its um, very sort so of... Pessimism, I guess. Uh, yeah, negative view on the Aussie economy mm. next year. Um, I'm just taking a little bit of a look-see um, about the stock of the day. It was Pendle. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, it was one of the better performers today. Uh, it did... Um, come out with a bit of an update and uh, we spoke with Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities and Andrew Weitlin from DP Wealth Advisory.
think one of the problems with these fund managers is that they're just not managing the downside risks so well. So where you've had, yeah, you've had markets that have done really well, um, they haven't necessarily captured that upside, but then as markets became difficult, because they're just so big, um, they just don't have the liquidity to be able to uh, defend themselves. Sure, Koshi, I'll, I'll talk to Pendle, but I don't want to. Um, I, I don't want to talk too much about fund managers, simply because we're going to tease people, Koshi. We're going to ask them to uh, dial into the uh, the drop tomorrow, where right. uh, I'll be talking in depth about that. But I can give you some high level thoughts, um, certainly relating to Pendle. Oh, you are a tease, uh, no, aren't you? I, who cares? <laughs> who cares about the drop tomorrow? This is the call today. So that was uh, Koshi's guests. It was uh, Michael Gable, as I mentioned, and Andrew Whiteland, and uh, that was talking about Pendle, which did release some data about its funds under management today. And um, yeah, just checking on the share price up by close to 6%. Fantastic. So there's that uh, takeover offer on the table from Perennial, so we'll see how that all pans out. Mm. What do we have tonight, my, my friend? Tesla. Ooh, and ooh, we ooh. did talk about that extensively with Mark Gardner in uh, the three themes theme uh, at the close uh, today. Uh, my wild theory that I have got is that you wait for Tesla to completely capitulate, and that's when you know retail money is completely abandoning the market because it's, you know that and Bitcoin was what everyone was punting on for the mm -hmm. last, even before the pandemic. Um, my God, I remember like sitting uh, at uh, in the uh, in the old job and just constantly by a tenfold margin everyone was trading tesla and they were net long all the time so that uh, that stock's been smoked interestingly enough as well though of course we've got the kind of both supply and d uh, demand dynamics that have you know um plagued the, the the markets and company fundamentals all year had that delivery update recently underwhelmed blamed it on um uh, supply side issues issues in japan bottlenecks in uh, japan china uh, bottlenecks and what have you uh, but there were some people speculating that maybe ev demand starting to wane a little bit too and that's just an economic barometer a barometer of economic health so um, it's going to be a huge one, I think, tomorrow morning. And then, you know, obviously we get the big tech deluge um, uh, next week too. We've also got, and this is going to probably drop by the time everyone's listening to this, but mm -hmm. UK CPI data yeah, out at 5 p.m., which was it. yeah. 10, it's expected to come in at about 10%, which, you know, it clearly it's not going to take into account that the wild um, behaviour of the currency and different, um, you know, uh, potential fiscal measures or whatever else that could potentially come from this saga. Um, but nevertheless, uh, really, really interesting because when we did have that development a couple of weeks ago with uh, the, the, the trust bungle and the uh, subsequent moving rates markets, rates were implying a, a bank rate in the UK of I think about 7%, mm -hmm. which is ludicrous. So um, uh, another one to watch, again, which you'll probably just have to check as you're listening to this right now, your phone if you're interested because it's probably released by the time you're going to hear this. Which I think is a real possibility to see some, um, you know, some volatility in the market given we again had a, you know, the BOE coming out and uh, discounting that uh, yeah. that article we were talking about. Yeah, it wasn't us. Today. It was the FT, FT no? spreading it fake was news. The FT, yeah. yeah. David Sikulski weighs in on that. Look, he's uh, not extremely bullish on the UK right now, but um, <laughs> boy, that's something to take into consideration. We'll also get an inflation read, I think, from Canada. We get Eurozone September CPI, so we're expecting again 10% on the year. We will also get yet another um, read on housing coming from the United States. And it's so important because, you know, we're talking about mortgage rates up at about 7%. We had some housing data yesterday that just really yeah. confirmed, you know, massive slowdown happening in US housing. And, and oftentimes, um, yeah, where US housing goes, so does the rest of 
of the economy. And so we get housing starts, building permits. We also get the Fed Reserve's beige book. And so we'll learn about the regions. We'll also get um, more rhetoric from the Fed president from Minneapolis, Kashkari. So he's actually speaking not at one, but at two different events. Really? I wonder, because it's a fair blackout period. I don't know how the, what the rules are for non-voting members, whether they're allowed to actually say anything at Is all. Are we in blackout period? I'm uh, pretty sure, yeah. Okay. November 2 is the next meeting. Well, we had speaking. Yeah, we had uh, speakers it, out last night as well. Sh- really? Or maybe it's next week. Yeah, so okay. I was talking about it today. Okay. Anyway. Well, we will find out, dear listeners, Yes. Um, whether the blackout period is in effect now. But um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we, we can double Moving on. That, but Moving on. Other thing, employment yeah. data tomorrow. That's the other thing yeah. that we've got in the next 24 hours before we speak again. It's um, 3.5%, per- 25,000 jobs expected added to the economy. So still a strong labor market, apparently. It's been a big week. And you know what? Um, I can't remember everything off the top of my head, but next week is a massive week as well mm. on uh, the macro front. And that includes the ECB. So we will continue to have plenty of fodder for you. We will continue to have plenty of uh, AGM and corporate fodder for me. I mean, we both talk about it all. We both love it all. But Mm -hmm. um, listen, uh, just a shout out. Uh, We're holding an event tomorrow with uh, SIBO. It's for SIBO. It's their investor day, really with retail investors in mind. Now, clearly, uh, everybody can't be with us for the entire day. But if you do register for that event, we send it to you via catch-up. So you can watch at your own leisure. And not only that, but uh, when you send, we send you that catch-up version, um, we'll time code things so you can sort of skip ahead to areas that you're most interested in. But there are, you know, a whole raft of wonderful expert guests really talking about ideas, opportunities, you know, where you're going to be able to make money as we continue to navigate these difficult times. But of course, looking to when the tide turns as well. So if you would like to register, you can do so via the link that's uh, available in our um, our newsletter if you sign up to the newsletter or you go to any of our social media and you can find easy links to sign up for the SIBO Australia Investor Day. And if you're on our, our um, subscriber list, we would have sent you emails out about that previously so you can do a little search as well. Yes. And did you mention the special guests there? No, uh, Joe Hockey. Yeah. Joe Hockey. So in this really um, crazy, I think I can say that, geopolitical environment we talk about how the markets are looking at everything from from europe to the uk to the us to china and he gives his view on putin and and yeah he sat down for a bit of a fireside chat with koshi so yeah that's a really interesting one to to listen into thanks for reminding me no that's all right putin joe hockey i just sort of think of tony abbott um in his shirt front comment um nothing as inflammatory as that as his uh, former prime minister yeah true enough listen tomorrow we'll kick the day off with tony crescenzi from pimco so a view from the u.s got a lot of respect for him uh stephen walters is joining us as well the bca chief economist we've got peter gray who's the co-founder of zipco uh the company is out with its quarterly update so yeah interesting one there and you know the day goes on as per usual looking forward to it i can't wait signing off have a good night you too thanks Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.